What's up everyone? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. Wherever you are in the world, welcome back to the Lost in Living podcast. Where we talk about mental health in its many forms, ways to potentially deal with it and the struggles people might have in a bid to potentially put light on the darker topics and help people feel less alone. We also talk about what lost in living is to me, and that's really just enjoying every day to its fullest. So I'll talk story between each episode about things I've been doing in the last two weeks while getting lost in living. Now before we kick on, I will say that everything I talk about is basically based on my own experiences and my own opinions. I don't represent anyone except for myself. Now with all that out of the way... Welcome to the next episode of the Lost in Living podcast. We have previously spoken a few times on the show about my boy, Jimmy, my best mate, someone I genuinely consider my brother, and a third of the wolf pack. Yes, it's a hangover reference. Get used to movie references. I love them. But yeah, anyway, Jimmy was my dude. Losing him was undoubtedly the hardest challenge I've faced in all my 33 trips around the sun. I believe I was 27, 28 when we lost him. And this was a challenge that hit me the hardest. But it's also a challenge that spurred my continual growth that I've latched onto ever since. And which I now share with you all. And snowboard into lesson after lesson, change after change, as I realized I no longer wanted to just settle, but rather I wanted to truly live. It sparked a fire in me that not only make him proud, but also to enjoy life more every day. Today though, I wanted to talk to you about the process of losing someone, especially someone close to you. I want to talk about grief. So grief is often associated with death. Let's get this out there to begin with. But I believe it's not just death. It touches everyone. There's so many different ways to lose someone. Okay, death being the main one, but there's other reasons like moving away or just people no longer aligning with your path, losing friends, you know, relationships, etc. There's there's way more to grief than death. But in this time, I am talking about losing my friend he he took his own life something that still sometimes is very hard for me to talk about but one thing I do want to talk about just because it's hard to talk about doesn't mean I should avoid talking about it in fact it probably means quite the opposite I should you know talk about it even more but this death was the first one that that really rocked me to my core I'd never really lost someone in my life that had the impact on me that Jimmy had and you know I've, I've met death before but not not up this close you know Jimmy was Jimmy was my dude I'd always been able to not even cry at funerals but um this one was the complete opposite to that honestly if I'd ever cried at a funeral before losing Jimmy it was more so because I was seeing my parents cry I didn't want to see my parents cry it made me upset this time was, uh, yeah, my first real introduction to grief and losing someone. And it was something that has changed me forever. See, living after having lost someone in such a way, like my boy to suicide, it was the hardest time in my life. It changed me in ways you couldn't imagine. Although I believe my character remained the same, it just, it changed so much when Jimmy left. Jimmy Jam. <laughs> you know, he decided to embark on his new journey and... For me, the process of, of processing processing that was a very long one. More so because I avoided it. And maybe it was my own version of grief, but instead of grieving, you know, I latched onto the notion that I finally truly understand now that life is too short. I stopped accepting things and had this newfound drive in me that propelled me to bulldoze anything that was no longer fueling my fire. The first step was head first into my weight loss journey. You know, I no longer wanted to be the big cuddly uh, man lifting crazy amounts of weight. I wanted to be fit and prove everyone wrong. To be honest, it was it was a pride thing, I guess. I wanted to show the world that I could do it. And I've since used my story to motivate others to believe in themselves. You know, my old Instagram, I, I used to share my story a lot. And uh, at one point, it was, it, was, it was so humbling. There was people messaging me that had lost 
10, 20, 30 kilos or uh, 20, 40, 60 pounds. It was amazing and nothing else mattered to me at that time in my life than the gym. Um, something that we'll talk about again at another time, but I continued to kind of avoid my grief and make change after change after change and until I felt what was right, you know, in, in my work and relationships and where I was living, everything. It was really tough. And I was often told that I was too old or too much of a dreamer, like we spoke last time about the dreaming. You know, but I refuse now to give up, to settle in. You know, I, I was back in me in my journey. And it was a challenging and dark part of my life, both physically and mentally. But I was determined to not settle for anything less than happiness now. True happiness for myself, selfishly. And then I could be more excited. And it hurt. It hurt like a mother. But it brought me to where I am today and I'm, I'm beyond happy and I'm embarking on new journeys all the time and that's why I'm sharing it with you guys. I want you guys to know you're not alone and starting things fresh like we talked about in starting again. Scary? Yes. Okay, worth it? Absolutely. You know, reflecting now, I honestly can see all the changes I made. I actually cherish them. I, I, I cherish the challenges that came about. As a byproduct of my grief, I don't think I truly let myself come to terms with the physical loss. Uh, so I, I, I diverted my attention, I guess. Anything that wasn't making me absolutely stoked had to go. And it may seem savage or selfish or whatever, but I believe we all deserve happiness. And that's what I wanted, plain and simple. So that was one side of my grief. Avoidance. Then there's the other side of grief. The really hard part for me, guilt. I blame myself more than words can express. I spent countless nights crying myself to sleep, shedding tears in the gym even. I remember one day in the squat press, sitting there with my hood over my head, just bawling my eyes out and, you know, I had my headphones on and stuff and I was in a corner so no one could see, but that was heavy. I cried in the, the car on the way home you know, in that year alone, I cried more than I had in all my 28 years prior. I kept replaying these thoughts in my head, feeling like, you know, I could have done things differently or I should have been more present or made Jimmy a priority. And despite what my boy Mish said and others would say to console me, I couldn't shake this overwhelming guilt that I had. And by the way, we're going to have Mitch on the show today. I, I really can't wait because we're going to look at his version of grief, but... Looking back, I guess, personally, I just wasn't ready to let my dude go. I wasn't ready to let Jimmy go. Maybe that was my way of holding on to him, remembering him in those moments. You know, me, Mitch, and Jimmy. We were the three best friends. We still are. I got countless stories that literally start with this one time with Mitch and Jimmy. And I just, I love, I love them both deeply. And I've even got three wolves tatted on my arm. In their honor, my boys. But no matter what Mitch would say, I just couldn't shake the guilt because I wasn't ready to process it. But those were some of the darkest times of my life. You know, when I mentioned uh, in episode three, Light in the Dark, that I had thoughts of suicide before, uh, most of them were during that period. Though some even dated back as uh, early as high school for me, and, and that's something I've literally never shared with anyone. But here we are normalizing these conversations and I'm determined to lead by example. So yes, the negative side of my grief and my struggle to process it did involve thoughts of suicide. You know, in hindsight now, it's 2020. Reflecting on it all, I see kind of how wrong I was. I'm not saying that you're wrong if that's how you're dealing with it. But for me, I just feel like I was wrong in the way I dealt with it for me, even if it did propel my drive. I love Jimmy. I'm sure he loves me too. He still visits me, believe it or not. One time um, I was laying on the couch at home and I've got this song that I picked for him by Chris Cornell called Scar on the Sky. And it randomly started playing on my Apple HomePod in the kitchen. And it freaked me out, but like in a bittersweet way, even though I was like, nope, got up and left the house. <laughs> but Chris Cornell was Jimmy's favorite artist. 
and like every time we used to go on late night drunk walks when we were kids not kids but young adults <laughs> do not do not drink kids um we would always see a shooting star so like scar on the sky shooting star um and i was like ah oh, did you see that oh my god oh, that was the best like we would dance around it was it was unreal but the meaning behind the song was also about having more time with people in my interpretation so but that was a song i picked after he left and it yeah it scared me freaked me out but i came to terms with the fact that my dude was visiting quite often i think he still does um even though i'm in the uk i swear i felt him actually just now having to think about it it's crazy how the mind works anyway yeah but i do get random glimpses of him popping in but jimmy did what he needed to do for himself he was ready for his next adventure and I really needed to accept that and stop blaming myself because it wasn't changing anything. You know, instead, I wanted to celebrate him and make him proud, which is why I'm here now sharing the story with you to help as many people as I can potentially avoid making the same mistake. But if you are, I wouldn't call it a mistake if that's part of your journey right now. You know, you might see it as a mistake later on, but however you're feeling now, please feel how you need to feel. Just remember you're not alone. For me, I had to accept that Jimmy knew I was there for him. He wasn't ready to talk. And this realization was a big part of my motivation for starting this conversation. That was a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, shedding light on the topic of grief and, and, and suicide and self-harm and all that stuff. And maybe with a little more awareness, people will be less afraid and feel more safe in reaching out for support. Maybe we won't feel as guilty when we're the ones still here. You know, it's easy for me to say this now. I learned my lesson from the challenges that life has thrown at me. The knowledge of these lessons and what I'm sharing with you here today. But however, grief does not have a structure. There's no time limit. There's no cheat code. You really just need to feel it in your own way. And in your own time. But trust me when I say that holding on to someone you've lost with emotions like guilt and blame, they serve no purpose. It will crush you. It will impact those around you and won't allow you to live with a positive, meaningful vibe. Furthering the legacy of the per that person, you know what I mean? And It's as simple as asking yourself, what would they want you to do? You know, I know for me, Jimmy would want everyone to party. Wake up in the morning, spring into their step, catch up with him later when their journey's over too. And I want to emphasize even more how grief is completely different for everyone. And no one should ever feel guilty in their own way of going through it. So yeah, I, I can say that feeling guilt and blame and stuff, it serves no purpose and it crushes you. But if that's how you feel right now, that's okay, feel it. Run with your emotions. Talk about it. Talk about it to people that care about you. Talk about it to me. I'm here for you. There's literally no blueprint to grief. So please, follow your process. Stay resilient. And realize you're not alone. And to reiterate the fact that there's no blueprint even further for grief. Right now, I want to introduce my dude, Mitch. The other part of the wolf pack, you know, and now we can compare, for lack of a better word, compare, but we have two sides of grief from two people that lost the same person in the same way that they both loved with all their hearts. So here we have my boy, Mitch. Before we have our guest on, we'll give a quick shout out to our sponsor, the absolute legends at Good Rays. Good Rays are a CBD product here in the UK. And their drinks have the highest dose of CBD that's readily available in the UK. Literally double that of the market leader. All of their gummies, drinks and oils are designed to help with sleep, anxiety and stress. I was already using Good Ray's products before they got on board as our official first sponsor and I couldn't be more stoked to represent them. So make sure you check them out at Good Ray's on Instagram as well as in store at Tesco, Weight Rose, and Amazon. 
It's always good days with good rays. You. Now, with that all said, here's my boy, my best friend, my brother from another mother, Mitch. I've been wanting to introduce my boy, one third of the Wolf Pack, for forever. I already talk about him pretty much every week um, or every other week. And most of my stories literally start with this one time with Mitch and Jimmy. So here's my boy. What's happening, brother? How's everybody? It's swung. How's it going? Love it. North Yorkshire. Yeah, bro. North Yorkshire. North Yorkshire. 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 I'm trying to do the accent. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. It's beautiful today, bro. You know what? It's been six days of blue skies. I don't remember the last time in Melbourne there was more than three days in a row of blue skies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty miserable here at the moment. Well, and I think the, on average we're, we're hanging around like ten degrees. Yeah, so that. like I don't know, it's like it's it's not hot here, but the sun is nice, and because the sun's not as harsh, I tan straight away, no burn at all. Yeah, all the locals nice. are burning, but <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm bouncing from here soon, man. I'm going to uh, Abu Dhabi in like four, four or five days. I'm out. Yeah, boy. So I'm escaping for a little bit. Yeah. I could, you're going to have fun, though, somewhat. Well, yeah. Flying there for surgery, but, uh, you know, I'll try and make the most of it. I'm a trooper. Absolutely. So uh, even, even hey, if that's I'm how we in do. pain, that's why they invented wine. You know, you, you're in pain, just have a little bit of wine and then... <laughs> <laughs> you've come a, you've come a long way from drinking just Jim Beam. Let's just put it out there. I may definitely have, definitely you've have. Got, you, you know, you've was, gone, you've gone from. It, was, it wasn't my choice, man. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you can't. Don't even try to cover it up. You've gone from blueies and cargo shorts to turtlenecks and red wine. Like it's a, it's yeah. You've evolved. I didn't choose the fancy life, you know. It just <laughs> it chose me. Came at me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, the, the red wine thing happened because pretty much my mum forced it upon me because she joined that wine company. So I was, you know, so that's, that's sort of what got, got my, yeah, that's what got my taste buds wet. And then, um, also as getting older, I realized that I couldn't pre-mix drinks anymore. Otherwise I was absolute bag of shit the next day. So couldn't mix drinks, couldn't do shots. So now yeah. I have this of fun, like, I want to go out and drink, like, no worries, but I got to stick, whatever I start with, I got to stick with it. And, you know, red wine is maybe considered one of the healthiest options of alcohol, you know, because antioxidants. <laughs> it's, it's fruit, bro. Like it's what it, I'm, I just pretty much like eat an apple, basically. It's the Literally. same thing. So basically what it I is. drink, my vodka is basically potatoes. <laughs> so we're, we're like, yeah. eating, we're eating from Healthy, the fruit groups yeah. while we're drinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, no, I find now I'm like, the, yeah, sorry, go. I'm stuck on rum at the moment. Mm. I've never got into rum, eh? Yeah, that's my dad's influence. See, he just loves his rum. Yeah, yeah you're old man. Yeah, he, he does think he's a pirate. He is sort of a pirate. He's never <laughs> left Sunbury. What do you mean? There's no water. Is he gonna, he's, I mean, he's got the face of a pirate. He's got like, the attitude and face of a pirate. I'm going to put him in a kayak in the nook and see what he can do. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Up there with your radio. Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. Because every time I'm gonna get you on a few times, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna chit chat, and we'll always do this. It's, it's like you know, you're my brother. We talk all the time. But the purpose of today's chat is a bit more centered around something that was a big uh, moment for both of us in terms of our own evolution. I think, um, obviously, we hmm. both come at this in a different way, but it evolved us more than we can ever explain. Mm. So I'm talking about grief. And obviously everyone knows that listens, or if you don't know, um, both our best friend, Jimmy, took his own life about five years ago now, I think it is. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty, we were 28, weren't we? We were 28? Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, Jimmy took his own life and... The purpose of this chat today, I wanted to talk about grief because it's amazing how many people feel grief in a different way and then they feel so alone because of it. But I'm here to tell people, you know, like 
just because there's no blueprint to grief doesn't mean you're alone. Like we both, we both handled it differently. And that was a part of the journey we were meant to share internally for ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We so, did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go. So tell me a bit about your experience with it. And, and, you know, you can, you can drop my experiences. Oh, I was just going to say like, we, we like, it's crazy. Like we, we grew up so like we lived together for a good few years. Like we grew up, went to the same school, same classes, you know, we were, you know, we were always in each other's lives. We saw life very the same and had similar belief systems and same interests. And, you know, that's why we got along so well. And then um, after I, you know, joined the army and went there for a while and lived in Queensland for, for six, seven years, um, you know, I don't know. I just had this like big perception shift of reality and, and everything and, you know, my belief system of reality and all that, you know, I went through my little phase down, down the spiritual hole. And um, yeah, I don't know. I like, so the situation with Jimmy, like, you know, because of, we, we knew that he was suffering from depression and um, we, we, you know, we were praying for him and hoping that was never going to happen, not going to be the case, but yeah, like from from your perspective and my perspective, I feel like it hit us both very differently. Yeah, it, it's crazy you say that too. I actually never thought about it that way in terms of like, we are very similar. Like you, I, me, you and Jimmy, man, like there's a reason we're the wolf pack. There's a reason why you guys have forever been my boys. Like we're literally, yeah. it's funny because individually we are kind of different as well, but together we were literally the same human. It's it's yeah. The dynamic yeah. was perfect. The dynamic was, it is. Well, I think what, what definitely was the glue for, for like all of us was the, the humor that we had. You know, it's a very <laughs> rare type of humor to come across. Yeah. We all laugh at the same dumb shit that everybody else will, like, we'd say it and it would just be us three laughing and everybody else looking at us <laughs> like, you just fucking these weirdos. Singing about bacon. That's what, that's what, bacon, bacon, yeah. bacon. <laughs> yeah, legit. That's what made us so tight, though, because no one knew the inside jokes. No one knew yeah. all this shit about us. You know, it was, yeah. it was, that's what helped us, bro. Like, oh, it was good times. Fuck, it feels like a it lifetime is. ago. It does, man. But, like, but yeah, like back to the grief side of stuff, when it came to, like I spoke a little bit about it before this interview, but, you know, it hit me in terms of guilt and, you know, I, I, I kind of I kind of ran from grief a little bit. I didn't deal with it fully. I, I often yeah. cried to you. Like uh, it, it, it rocked me hard, man. But let's talk about your journey with grief, bro. How did you, you, you spoke about the spiritual journey. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so... <clears throat> okay i was very much atheist i still am like atheist and like because i don't believe in a god um but um yeah so I, when i was living i moved to bali i was living in bali for three years and you know bali has a very huge spiritual community over there beautiful and um yeah cool, like really cool man like really everyone's really good vibes you know it's just really chill and you know, you know i don't know it's just a really relaxed environment and um I was never really interested in that. I didn't go there for that reason. I was more there just for the for the beach and nice weather, and you know it's got a good um, fitness scene there. So you know, I just I enjoyed that kind of community. But um, so I, I did have some friends that were not religious, but they were in the spiritual scene, and um, you know, we go out and drink with them occasionally, and they were telling me about a community where someone was coming guest speaking, and he was really well known from all around the world. I've forgotten his name. If it comes back to me, I'll say it. Um, anyway, this guy started doing his talk about spirituality and everything, and he was basically traveling the world, and um, he was um, making people have out-of-body experiences um, completely sober. So we hear about out-of-body experiences when people do like things like DMT or um, ayahuasca or, yeah. or mushrooms or things like psychedelics, where people uh, basically get a, a forced, you know, ejection out of their body; they don't have a choice. You know, it just kind of happens whether you want to or not. And um, he was basically going around the world and teaching people how to do it completely sober. Mm -hmm. And so when he started talking about it, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm sitting a bunch, I'm sitting with like a bunch of cooked people, you know. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, what is this rubbish? But I was like, I'll entertain it, I'll listen. And as he's going through, he probably spoke for like 45 minutes. And I was like, okay, this guy's pretty switched on. Like, he's, 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 you know, he had that very sharp, mentality he was very switched on you know he was, he was intelligent i was impressed by what he was saying and how he was holding himself and um so anyway at the end of the 
I was still on the fence, you know, I was still on the fence because I got to, I experienced things for myself for me to really change a strong yeah. belief like that. So um, at the end of the thing, um, the friends that I was with went and spoke to him and obviously said, like, <laughs> make him believe. So he came <laughs> over to me. And I was like, oh, great, here we go. And um, so we sat down and we had, a, we had a big talk, like a really long talk, went back and forth, back and forth. And uh, he's making valid points, I'm making valid points. And he's like, look, how about I'll come around, I'll see you next week. And we'll sit down. And if you just give me a hundred percent trust that you can, that you'll think it'll happen and just listen to what I tell you and take all the steps. If, if it might happen, it might not happen. Let's just see. Um, and because he had my respect at that point, I was like, look, all right, let's, let's give it a go. And yeah, so he came around and we did this, we did this, like, basically I went into like a, I was, I was a slip, you know, I, I was slipping into a sleep, but he, showed me and taught me techniques of how to open that window of transitioning from um, being conscious to unconscious. So that window expanded uh, by, you know, five more seconds. Usually like when we fall asleep, it's instant. We don't notice it. We just, you know, we're out. So he taught me things to hold that window a little bit open. And that's the moment that I need to take the opportunity and seize it. And it was the first time I'd experienced that. And I did it. And I, I, I saw that window and I'm like, oh, this is what he's talking about. And then doing the steps to getting out of body is a wild visual um experience but for me personally like what i felt you know come, when when you get like exited from your body it was the first time i've experienced something like that that was when my belief system that's what melted it down and that's why people with depression or anxiety or you know they're, they're holding on to things from their past they'll go to these extremes and they'll do uh, ayahuasca ceremonies and things like this because you automatically you don't have a choice like you get pulled out of your body and you go you go on a journey and when you when you feel how that feels and when you come back from that back into your body you're just you, you just question shit or, you know, you really question things and it kind of makes you go down a rabbit hole of like, okay, well, if that's that, and if consciousness can be outside of my body, what is reality then? But you can't, you know, when I explain this to people, I can hear myself and I'm like, dude, you sound cooked, you know, <laughs> but when you, you know, people, you know, maybe people, you got people that are listening to this right now that have had a similar experience. They're like, I get you, bro. Like, you know, there's, you have to go through it and then you'll click with those people that have been through similar shit. And you can say yeah. really crazy shit that sounds, well, but other people who have done it go i know exactly what you're saying so for anybody to write it off and say consciousness can't be outside of the body now i i fully left my body i was looking at myself laying in bed you know and when you do that when you and i was fully aware of what was going on it wasn't like a dream like i slipped into a dream and there was like you know being aware in a dream it wasn't like this feeling i've had i've had that before you know this wasn't this was totally different um so that's when that was the beginning of when my belief system really changed and so I just didn't see life as, I don't know, I guess, serious, you know, every problem, yeah. just every, every problem that I thought was a problem kind of fell away, yeah. you know? So, you know, it just, yeah, it made, it made me, it, it pulls you back and makes you just zoom out a little bit. And, and cause at the moment we're all so, you know, he said this or she did that, or, you know, my life's not like this and I want it to be like this. And, there's, we have so many things and we just stack and stack and stack and it's just a lot to carry. And then when you go through an experience like this, it's an opportunity to really just push everything down and go, okay, what the fuck? And then once, you know, when, if that change does happen, you can live really with, without any like sadness or guilt or any, what, because you just have a different pers perspective. It's just changed. It's a massive shift. And I wish so everybody could do it, man. I I, would I would you say that like anybody. that experience made your belief system feel like life was less finite like it, it's more infinite like just because I, less... yeah look for yeah. me i think what it made me realize is if i can have consciousness outside my body you know what's to say it's not possible that we're plugged into some sort of something because we're if we are spirits and we're eternal and we can't die as a spirit, wouldn't I like to be able to experience a beginning and an end? So what hell, what perfect way to do that? So put me into a simulation. You know, there's huge talks of simulation theories. There's all the simulation. And, yeah, we could know, go down rabbit holes. <laughs> you could go down that path as well. But I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. If you are eternal and you want to have like a beginning and an end of some, uh, and a, a life that you think is real, sure, plug me into this thing and let's let's go. So when you go Rick down that Morty. rabbit hole, you start. Yeah. So when that when that belief shift happens, that's when you just don't care who says what or who did what or, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Every problem just becomes really, really small. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, so 
you know, with um, Jimmy passing away, it, you know, I already had all those experiences before he passed. So it really hit me differently. And like, I was, you know, it didn't, it didn't affect me as much as I thought it would, you know, loving someone like a brother that much, you know, when it, when it happened, I was like, you know, based on what I believe, not what someone's told me to believe, you know, it wasn't even a coping mechanism. It wasn't even like, this is what I'm going to do to deal with this. It wasn't like that at all. It was just like, no, this is what I think. And this is how I feel because I believe this. So yeah, it just it hit us very differently. And, um, you know, so yeah, like, well, how did you, I, I don't think you've actually told me how you felt about, about that. I, I've told you bits and pieces. Yeah. Like obviously yeah. when I was, most of the time when I was down and out, I would talk to you about it. Like you were probably the only person at that time mm-hmm. where I was like, bro, I'm fucking struggling, man. Like, yeah. But for me, it was like, see, I did, I didn't have, obviously, that experience you have. I think I'm, I'm very open to things like that. I'm very open to spirit. I'm open to everything. Like, as I don't, would I you don't, do it? Would you if I invited, if I invited you to Bali or Peru, would you come and do, um, sit with the shaman and and do some ayahuasca or something? Yeah, bro. Oh, I don't know about ayahuasca. Yeah. I'd like to do the sober one. That sounds <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, yeah. But see, I, yeah. I, I I don't know. For me, it was like, like you know, me as a person, I love to help people and I try to help people, which is like part of this journey with the you've podcast. You've always been like that. You, yeah, you've always been you've always been that, bro. Like you've always been that authentic, and uh, everything you say is from the heart. Like you, you mean what you say. It's not a an act that you put on when you want to help people with you know with nothing in return. Like that's just who you are. You just a, a solid solid boy. Exactly. So when like Jimmy left the way he did, like, and I understand now, you know, he needed to do that for him, but um, I, I felt so guilty, man. I like, I was like, man, like I'm, I'm here. I'm trying to help people all the time. Like I'm, I'm one of those, my doors open type people. Like whenever you need help and my bestest friend in the whole world, my brother, like, could I have done more? Like, man, the, the, the rabbit hole I went down internally was like, mm-hmm. I just beat myself up all the time for a very long time. I would bore my eyes out driving home, bore my eyes out in the car. Like, yeah. and I, I remember the day that the weight started to shift because, you know, I focused yeah. on my, my weight loss and that was like kind of yeah, me, yeah. me running from running from my grief. But the day it kind of started to shift was when you called me, I was at work on the docks driving machine and um, I had to pull over because you'd just seen that psychic and you can tell the story about the psychic. But when you called me and you told me what you're about to tell people, I bawled my eyes out and I was like, wow, bro, I've got to stop beating myself up for this. <laughs> like yeah. it kind of go, it kind of gave me some answers and closure. Yeah. That was definitely a wild, um, a wild thing, man. Like to go and, sit with it's called he's called david the medium and he's um he's a he's based in melbourne and um he uh yeah the the first thing that happened when i when i sat down (laughs) first thing that happened when i sat down um he's like um he's like oh there's there's three of these in the group that are really tired was it was you it was jimmy and there was another one and i'm like yeah that's correct and he's sitting there he's like his name's not with a j and i'm like it does he's like I think it's is it jack and i'm like How, yeah okay it's jack and you know none of our you know yeah the, the shit that he was saying but the, you know so when he when he, i started laughing when he said jack and then um straight after that he's like you need to tell jack to stop blaming himself for what happened I still and i never knew how much I, I i never knew how much that you blamed yourself because i'm like it never passed in my it never went through my head that uh, you know that you should be carrying that because there's no reason for you to carry that but yeah um it was interesting i didn't even go and see this medium because of jimmy i just went for just just curiosity and um yeah the things that he said it was you know the things that were brought up in the conversation i sat with him for about an hour and the things that were said um yeah it was it was private conversations you know it was things very specific things that we said to each other um about living about death about depression really 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 think you know things that you can't just make up on the spot and you know you definitely would not post them online and the fact that it was repeating this back to me like you'd read each word that we'd said it was just blew my mind so that's what after i got out i walked out and i'm like holy shit so i called you and i'm like bro 
yeah yeah I, I do remember the phone call and calling you and um i'm glad that i'm glad that i went and got to relay that message to you because i think that that helps that helped you a lot exponentially brother like that came up and up. i was like and obviously I, I challenged it a lot over time too like there were moments where i wasn't and you know that that like started my own spiritual journey as well like i wasn't i was never closed off to things but i wasn't i wasn't sure you know what i mean and then i started to feel yeah. jimmy's presence you know like I was like, like, even I remember one part of the phone call too. like, Jimmy was saying, is Jack still fat jokes? He's shredded. Like, like, yeah, I'm like how, yeah, yeah. how does, first of all, me, me and Jimmy, like that, that Instagram I had for my weight loss transformation, Jimmy wasn't uh, um, involved and uh, he hadn't followed me on it. It was, it was after. Yeah. So, yeah. and some of like, to be honest, you, me and Jimmy, we weren't exactly over each other's social medias we we actually kept our we're not at all no no Honestly, we kept our yeah. friendship very private uh, uh, which is different after the, after the chat yeah i remember immediately after the chat i went through and i checked all all i checked our facebook our instagrams like I, I dug as much as i could to find what info was put out there and even in the chats on photos and things like this and there was nothing what he no. was saying man like it was interesting was like, well, this is interesting yeah but, very very bizarre but yeah, like I, I like I remember one day sitting in the lounge room and I had this song for Jimmy Scar on the Sky by Chris Cornell, his favorite. And it came on the speaker and I hadn't listened to it for like two weeks. And I was listening to other music as well. And it just came on on my speaker. I was like, nope, got out, went to the gym, didn't want to buy of it. And then I had moments where I was on the treadmill and I could feel him just grab me as he would. You know, he jumps on you and gives you a big bear hug. Um I actually remember the yeah. last time I did see him too. He came over my house and we were playing Battlefield and he ran through my door mm. and jumped and sat in my lap and didn't move. And I just kept playing. <laughs> and then I died. <laughs> I, passed, I passed him the controller and he just stayed in my lap and kept playing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got a photo of him that night too, which I'll cherish forever, but he was locked in like just playing. Battlefield. Yeah. 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 I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, but about Battlefield, we were obsessed. That moment when you called me, man, that started everything. And I, I did. I started to let him go heaps. And yeah. I started to accept that, like, I can't control other people's journeys. I can only control my own journey. And, you know, that's why I'm diving into now, like, doing this. Like, I'm just – this is yeah. my way of helping people see that they're not alone. And hopefully it helps people, but – I open up other avenues yeah. too with the life coaching and stuff. Like everyone has their own journey. And if we yeah. remove our, our ego and like, I want to help people. And you know what? Part of that is ego driven without being like, ego is not a bad word. Like I love helping people. And if I can't help people, my ego yeah. gets in the way. I start getting upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah, you're, you're a help. You're a natural helper, bro. You were, you were here to put, you were here, honestly, I think you were here to just make, just be good vibes. Like you're never negative. Like even if you're hurting, you still got a smile on your face and you're trying to uplift other people. Even if you got your own shit to deal with, you know, you're never the one trying to offload your shit to other people or anything like that. You know, you're always just receiving it and you're always like helping other people through their shit. So man, you've got a lot of experience in this field and I hope people do get comfortable enough to reach out to you and, and you can, yeah, help, help people with the experiences that you've been through and, and put people on the right track. Uh, look, it, I love that. And it, it warms my heart hearing that from you, someone who knows me more than anyone. But, you know, you know me too. I do have my days where, like, I need to hit you up. Or, you know, my, my girl, my rock, of my doctor. You know, she's someone who I'm completely 100,000% honest with too. And it's important to have those types of people in your life. And I appreciate you for Definitely. being that type of person always, but it is interesting, man, how, how close we both were to the same person, how close we are together as just you and I, but how different our journeys with grief were. Like I beat myself up. I felt guilty up until a certain point. And, you know, you were more spiritually awakened or enlightened and to the point where like this, this ain't it. Like this is just the it of this part. I'll see you soon, bro. Exactly right, and that's exactly what that it's 100% nailed it, man. Like it's exactly how I felt about it. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna see him again soon. It doesn't matter. I already know. And that's that's like I said before. This isn't like a, 
trying to trying to suppress grief or cover it up well that's truly what I believe and how I felt when it happened you know like that's how it hit me it was like you know I miss him absolutely miss him man I would love to hang out and have a beer or go for a walk or I would love that but it's not going to happen you know but I know that that's not the end I know there's uh, you know there's more going on behind the scenes and that's 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 my personal opinion based on my experiences and you can't force that upon anybody. They got to go out and find find this for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the purpose of this right now. Me, you, me, and you chatting about our individual um, our process through grief with the same person that we loved equally. Like we had, it was the same situation that we both handled very differently. And then someone else is going to handle it differently. And so, like all the, all the people out there dealing with grief, like it's okay. However you're feeling yeah. right now it's okay to feel that way. Like definitely feeling, 100%. like yeah. one thing I would suggest and is don't feel guilty. Like I've been there, but if you do feel guilty, just ride that wave. It, it'll, it'll ease. It will ease. And I'm like an advocate for that. Cause I was beating myself up, bro. And yeah. now, now I just cherish it, man. And, I get goosebumps talking about it. I love that boy to bits and I, I still do. And I, I actually felt him the other day, which was crazy. Mm. But yeah, you know, it's so important to have that conversation. Like even just us chatting now and like bringing, you know, people's awareness to what, you know, an experience like mine could have on, have on you, you know, immensely, you know, I, I remember a couple of years ago, um, I came across this video on Instagram and um, it was some, it was something depressing. I can't, I can't recall what the video was, but I went through the comment section and there was a guy and he wrote it, he wrote a message and in the comments and it said something about how much he just, he's counting down, the, like he's, he's counting down like each day is, you know, like he's getting closer and closer to death and he just can't wait for it to hurry up and, and, and arrive, you know, it's like, oh, that's, fuck, that's fucking heavy, man. And um, so all these people like writing, you know, really nice messages, like hang, hang in there, you know, hold on, don't give up. And, and you know, so I wrote it, I wrote my message to him and I said, look, man, like if you're counting down the days and you see no point to life and you're ready to just throw in the towel and, and give up, what's the risk of you going on a little journey of a little adventure, right? And, and, and just go dive, go, go dig for something that you haven't experienced before, you know? And I said, I made the suggestion. I was like, look, why don't you just pop it? If whatever's closer to you, whether it be Bali or Peru or wherever else in the world where you can do a, you know, you sit with a proper shaman and do a um, ayahuasca ceremony. And uh, he didn't respond to me. I didn't get, I didn't hear anything back for about four months. <laughs> and then he wrote back to me and that motherfucker went and did ayahuasca. That's sick. <laughs> he came back and he's like, you, do, you don't know what your words have done to my life. And I was That's so like, cool, man. I yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna spread this message, man. Like people that are suffering, I don't need. You got to try everything. You maybe you don't. You maybe you don't need to go to those extremes of like flying around the world and doing the ceremony, but you you got to try a bunch of different things. You can't just go. This is my life now. This is the way it is. You can't think like that. You've got to break out of that mentality because there is a lot of different things that you can try and do. Oh, to, absolutely, to man. And yeah. that's why that's why I'm loving the life coaching. It's all about limiting limiting beliefs. Like people hold themselves back so often, and it's like you actually got heaps of options that you're very capable yes. of achieving. Like it's just a matter of absolutely pushing yourself to go and get them. And you know what? I'm yeah. actually proud of you for even doing that because you're not you're not a preacher. You you know like you love to help people and you do talk to people very well, but it's, you don't often tell people what to do. So for you to suggest yeah. something like that, that's powerful, bro. Yeah. Well, the only reason I did write to that person and suggest that is because of how, you know, from the experience and how powerful it was for me, I'm like, fuck, if it was that powerful for me, man, like, and I thought I had problems in my life and they all just fucking vanished after as soon as I went back in, back into my body and sat up out of bed, you know, like if everybody could experience this, I think there would be a lot less um, hurt and pain in the world, you know. I think we'd all get along much, much easier. Exactly. And you know what? It actually all comes down to one word, perception. Correct. It is exactly. It, that's all it is. All, all, all our problems. And look, I, I'm like, 
Oh, no, I'm, I yes, I'm a very positive person, and everything that Mitch said, I appreciate it. I love you, brother. But I think my ability to change my perception on things that do happen is what helps me, and then add mm. resilience to it because I'd never give up. You know, I think they're two superpowers that everyone should have. Definitely, and yeah. that whole spiritual had shifted your perception. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, changing a perception, it's not easily achieved, man, especially no. if you're so set in your way for a long time. It's very, very hard. And um, even, you know, when I'm struggling myself with something, um, you know, I don't, I don't really want to reach out for help. I, you know, I don't really want to talk to people about my shit. I don't want to do that. You know, I just, that's just how I deal with shit. But, you know, re reaching out and having conversations with people, they can spark ideas where you, you know, it, create, it plants a seed and then that seed will grow over time a little bit more and more and more and it could just lead you down a road that you never thought you'd go down so it's important just to have conversations you know you don't have to lay it on people you know drop all your problems on people all the time but just like here and there you know if you need to have a chat with somebody it's it's important to do it and just like get it out have a chat see what they say see what comes back and you, you might get something you might not you might feel good you might feel worse but you just got to keep keep having conversations i think it's really important absolutely to do that. absolutely conversations you know knowledge is power we can all learn something from everybody and i, I love talking <laughs> it's my superpower too <laughs> <laughs> that's why you found your place in the in the podcast scene bro i'm like, I'm like he's gonna nail it in this space man he's such a talker <laughs> i know I, yeah I love it. I, I really enjoy it. I don't get like, yeah, it's just fun, man. And But like, I'm sure we're going to do many episodes. I want to do an episode where we just talk about all our stories because we have stories, but that's going to be a little bit more of a um, uh, PG rated episode. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say um, <laughs> yeah, we got stories for days. But, you know, sitting down to be able to share this experience with you, like the podcast, but also share our experience with grief with other people and Talk about yep. perception. You know, it's a blessing, man. I, I really love it. Absolutely. Yeah, man. We'll do this again for sure. Absolutely. 100%. Um, is there anything you want to tell anybody right now? Just floors open. Uh, honestly, like, yeah, if you are struggling and I, I, my, I'm not on a mission or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not on a crusade, but I, I, I definitely don't preach, but if I can say one thing, it would be if you really, really, really want to step outside your comfort zone and you can have whatever belief system you want, but if you're struggling from depression or anxiety or something traumatic, PTSD, whatever it might be, yeah, I challenge you to just pull out that wild card once in your life, you know, play that wild card and just jump on a plane, go do a ceremony. And yeah, I promise you when you open your eyes after and you come to and you come back to reality, you're not going to think the same shit's going to change whether you like it or not it's going to change so and you might realize a lot of things while you go on that journey so if you feel stuck play the wild card that's what i do with you life know. now i fucking i'm like i wonder i wonder where that was I'm like, yeah fuck it, i'm doing i'm going <laughs> <laughs> i love it and that's you know that's a good way to live it's it's another way of like you know jimmy taught me since he left that last too short and that's why i am the way i am and that's why i'm pushing the podcast pushing life casting uh, sorry life coaching and all that and you know without having done the ceremony that's what i want to do i want to play the wild card every day because we're not promised tomorrow that's right that's why i've moved to Absolutely. the uk bro and i'm enjoying the beautiful five days of sun that i've had i don't know you've got a turtleneck on so it looks hella cold in melbourne <laughs> Yeah, but look, see, your your you know your life completely changed, right? You you made you made a few decisions, you made a few little decisions, and then they became some big, big ones. Just, <laughs> yeah, a few little ones led to a big decision, but you didn't hesitate. You made your decision, and now you're on the other side of the fucking world. And anybody can have this shit. Life is absolutely. A you don't. You're not stuck. If you think you're stuck, you're living a shit job, whatever. You can change everything, but. Yeah, man, it's hard to shake that mentality when you're just stuck on that track. But man, I'm exactly. telling you, if you really so, want to do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just, I also, before we go to, I just want to thank you because, you know, throughout my journey after Jimmy as well, you were the one person I could count on no matter what I was going through. So I love you, brother, and always will. I can't wait to be visiting Thanks, you soon. I'm coming home. Love you too, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, the room is. I, I set up the bed for you. You, know, you stay here as long as you need. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming in hot. 
Coming in hot. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks Probably. for getting on. Thanks for helping right. people. No worries, man. Thanks for being you. And I love you. And Wolfpack. <laughs> love you too, brother. <laughs> See you, brother. There you have it. The first episode with my dude. My brother. One third of the Wolfpack, Mitch. I'm sure we're going to have lots of talks on here over the journey and over the years as I intend to do this for a very long time for you all. But yeah, that was grief and, you know, two different ways that we dealt with it. So remember, there is no blueprint. There's no right or wrong when it comes to grief. You know, feel how you got to feel. Reach out to people when you need to reach out to people and just keep living your life because I am almost guarantee you that the person you're grieving they want you to continue to live your life to the fullest, and that's what I'm doing, getting lost in living on this podcast and on this journey. So that brings me to the living part of the podcast, you know, where I talk about my last two fortnight and fortnight, sorry, and everything I did with the lovely and um, the adventures that we have while we're getting lost in living. And I'll tell you what, this was a big fortnight. You know, the sun is shining here in the north, and... I made the most of every opportunity from it. First of all, let's start with the sun. I am loving the sun up in the north. You know, I know a lot of you people up here get burnt as soon as the sun comes out. But, you know, I'm from Australia. The sun down there is a lot harsher. So I'm just getting a tan. And I'm absolutely loving it. But I did notice a difference. Like when it hits 20 here, it's actually a lot hotter than 20 in Melbourne. So I'm seizing every opportunity with these blue skies. Apparently, we got a 40 40. 40 day forecast of good weather you know in melbourne they can't even predict the next half hour so if we end up with 40 days of good weather predicted i'm gonna be super impressed <laughs> so to kick off the week of the fortnight sorry exploring i actually went up to a pheasant farm you know pheasants are commonly used up here for hunts and shoots and stuff and i got the pleasure of going to a pheasant farm and just seeing the process from start to finish and everything and it was so intricate and there was a lot going on you know it was amazing to see it all and the pheasants are actually cute man i've never seen a pheasant until i came over to this country we don't i don't think we have them in australia i've never seen one anyway so that was fun going to a pheasant farm and just seeing how you know from incubation all the way through to um breeding again it, it's an amazing amazing process a big big process but it was cool to see um, you know, this fortnight I went again to Zymologist. I'm probably going to plug them every fortnight. They don't sponsor me either. I just love eating there. That's probably the best food in the north. You know, it's a different vibe. It's like a lot of little small dishes. It's tapas. Um, they got delicious rum there. Don Papa rum. It's beautiful. Um, the partner's always getting a double. So I've got to, got to match her. I'm getting a double. Um, and yeah, the food there, you just, you can't go wrong. And every week, for three weeks, they rotate uh, three different menus. So, delicious. Go there once a week and you you won't eat the same thing until your fourth week. So, love it. Speaking of food, I love going to Glaive's um, uh, Butchers. I think it's in Snayton. I could be wrong. But Glaive's, they got the best pork pies in the business. I'm becoming obsessed with pork pies. I need to settle that down. That's uh, becoming dangerous. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to talk to you guys. While I talk about my loss in living and my things getting living, I do want to talk about my life coaching. You know, I'm absolutely enjoying life coaching. It's one of my favorite things to do, helping people align with their own journey. So if you did want to hit up um, my website, bordiesandbeanies.com, that's bordies. B-O-A-R-D-I-E-S-N, the letter N for November, beanies, B-E-A-N-I-E-S.com. And check out the life coaching section. And if it's something you're interested in or something you've, you don't know what it is even, hit me up. I'm happy to have a chat with you. And we can see if it's something that you know, you'd benefit from. So check out the life coaching page. The big adventure for the fortnight uh, me and my partner went to Amsterdam. We were seeing family, and bruh, Amsterdam is a beautiful city. You know, a lot of people go there for the red light district, and having been there now, it's one of the reasons I wouldn't go. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, to each his own. You all have fun there and stuff. But 
the rest of Amsterdam is just so so beautiful. Like there's so much more to offer than this red light district. So if you've never thought of going to Amsterdam because of the um, reputation it can hold, I, I urge you to think again. It's a beautiful city. It's so clean. There's amazing, amazing, amazing restaurants. The people are friendly. Um, yeah, so literally for the food and the, the cleanliness and beauty of the city, it's worth it. Um, but it was fun, you know, going to all the little coffee shops and seeing all that side of things too. I was actually in a, a clothing store and I got to talk to a bloke about, um, you know, the, the culture there and how drugs aren't illegal, but in um, these countries they're actually looked at as a health problem, not a criminal problem. And it was amazing to hear like how, you know, the Netherlands take on the, the drugs and in general, they see it as a health issue. So they help people in, in that way, you know, people that are addicted and stuff. So that was an amazing conversation. He was an insightful bloke. Um, he's actually half Indonesian and his parents had migrated over from Indo. So I love Indonesia. So it was good to chat with him. He was a legend. So, you know what? Don't be shy when you're shopping around in these beautiful parts of the world. Talk to the locals. Ask them a thing or two. Get their insight on their home. It's it's insightful and beautiful. One thing that I hold absolutely dear, um, me and my partner, when walking the streets one night, we stumbled across uh, the Stumbling Steps. I don't know if you remember the Italy episode, if you haven't seen it or you haven't listened to it, whatever. Um... The stumbling steps are these brass little tiles that a artist from Germany has been placing all around the world in front of houses that Jewish people were taken from, and it's got their name, um, the date they were, uh, sorry, their date of birth, the date they were taken, the camp they went to, um, whether they survived or whether they were their lives were taken um, at the camp they were at, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's just a beautiful thing that this man is doing to. Um, raise some awareness and in the Italy episode we talked about how you know some people would think oh why is he putting them on the floor the reason they're on the floor in brass is because when you walk over them it actually shines it it doesn't ruin them and he's placed the writing in such a way that you kind of have to bend down to read it and you know that just automatically makes you pay your respects so it was a beautiful thing and something I cherished when we saw in Italy and to see them again in Amsterdam you know that that was amazing, you know, I'm so grateful to have learnt about the stumbling steps, and now to be able to witness them in two different countries, it's, it's mind-blowing, it's, it's, yeah, I'm so grateful, I loved it, so if you're in, you know, any part of the world, and you see these little brass plaques randomly in front of people's houses, take a second to read them, you might not understand, I think they're in the local languages, but just try to read, you know, and pay your respects, because it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, Amsterdam was absolutely beautiful. It was a gorgeous weekend. I can't believe it's like pretty much quicker to fly from um, Leeds to Amsterdam than it is flying Melbourne to Sydney. My goodness, this part of the world, you guys are blessed. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, But yeah, got home today, recording this podcast. You know, I went to the gym, mowed the lawn, did all the good stuff, drank a can of good rays. (laughs) But yeah. I was I I had a phenomenal fortnight. Oh, one other thing, we went to Castle Howard. Castle Howard was beautiful. We got a tour of the inside and um not a tour, sorry. We paid to go inside and view the inside of the castle. Went out into the grounds and the grounds were phenomenal as well. You know, had a bite to eat, chilled out in the grass. It was just a beautiful day, blue skies. And then went to the uh farm house where you can buy like produce and there was a pie there. You have to get the pies at Castle Howard. It was amazing. Um, so if you haven't been, check out Castle Howard. And if you have, it's still a good place to go to on a beautiful day. So that was my fortnight lost in living. I had an absolute ball. Blessed as always. Always blessed. I got to meet amazing people and see amazing things. And, you know, that's what life is all about. And I'm having a ball doing my thing. So thanks for listening to another episode of Lost in Living. Uh, then my boy Mitch we talked about grief and I shared my fortnight like I do every fortnight Um, if you want to watch the interview I had with Mitch wait another week and we'll be dropping that on YouTube so we're on YouTube now as well check out the interviews you know do your thing check out the 
um, website I dropped before. Check out the Instagram, Boardies and Beanies, where I drop reels on all my adventures. And um, yeah, until next fortnight, stay psyched, do what you do, align with your journey, and have fun. And always smile, always, always, always smile. Anyways, that's enough for me. Love you all. Have a good fortnight. (laughs) I'm done. Peace. (laughs) 